y'all. Welcome to the Pop Culture Audit, where we review reality TV and talk about all things pop culture through a contemporary and critical lens. So what exactly is a pop culture audit? Easy. We take a deep dive of pop culture source material. In this case, it's Summer House, Martha's Vineyard. Comb through it, highlighting some cringy and historic moments in pop culture discourse. If you're in that, you've found the right place. Ooh, I'm tongue-tied today. I'm Keela. I'm Jasmine. Once again, it's Bryn, enthusiastically here and ready to go. Is that, is that Perfect. good? Perfect. That was yes, beautiful. Thank you. That's okay. so much thank fun. You. Wow. I'm here. <laughs> here I am. Okay, y'all. So many things to talk about. We have to recap this episode because Please. I think we all have a lot of audible moments and we got notes. We got to get to things. This is the last episode. So oh. sad. Summer House, Martha's Vineyard, an eight-episode run. You miss them already. I do. I, I miss do. them already. Nobody too. wants this show to be over more than the people on this show. That's <laughs> um, <laughs> so true. <laughs> they ran out so, the house. <laughs> don't feel sad. They're like, bye. <laughs> yeah. So let's jump into it. All right. Remember we left off in this moment of like intense marital tension. Silas is super salty about his pants and Jasmine's mm. mad. They didn't eat a starchy breakfast and there's trouble in this marital paradise now. So we're back in the house. It's morning time. We've had the breakfast, the starchy breakfast debacle. Uh, and down in the kitchen, there is like palpable tension. And also the kitchen is a goddamn mess. Um, Amir picks up on the tension. Yeah, right. Always, always. Um, Amir picks up on the tension and asks Silas if him and Jasmine are good. And I also should note that Amir is wearing a red velvet shirt. Thank you. I made a note of this. Thank you. Perfect. Same. Uh, Jasmine leaves the kitchen and goes to call her grandmother. So we're over. We're done with the FaceTimes. Now we're just making phone calls. Um, And Jasmine says that her parents were never married and the Huxtables were the family example to her and that Claire Huxtable was the it woman and she models herself after that. I do not have an auditable point about this. I did write down in my notes, can we talk about the Huxtables? And that's all I wrote. And so if either (laughs) of you feel moved later to unpack this with me, I'm I'm interested and I feel completely unprepared to carry that on my own. So just so y'all know. Okay. Back in the kitchen, Silas is blabbering on about his routine and how Jasmine's gotten out of their routine and his routine is suffering. And he would also like acknowledgement when he has an issue. And this man is absolutely Mm -hmm. fucking psychotic. Okay. He's psychotic. He says Jasmine began going with the wind, which is like, I don't think what he meant to say, uh, and is just, it's just not going to do it for him. And someone, please, this is when I was like, please let the show be over. Please let this end. What? I cannot watch another episode of this man. Alex is setting up with Nick for the party because they're having this like big end of the two week <laughs> bash. And Alex is nervous because he's performing with his brother. And I'll tell you, as I was watching, I watched this last night. As I was watching this, I was like, I hope we never see this performance. I hope something happens. <laughs> Before oh I have to see this God. performance, how can I pay Bravo to spare oh me the gosh. secondhand embarrassment? I do not. There is wow. nothing I want more in the world than to not see Alex. Sing. I did feel a little bit of that coming on when they were I'm getting set so up. I was stressed. like, I'm going to be embarrassed. I'm so yeah. stressed about this. Please well, don't do this to us. They do it. So spoiler alert. We're getting it. 
Um, meanwhile, the rest of the group's going to go on the African-American Heritage Trail. Alex is staying behind because he's stressed. Milo is going. Simon is going, just so we're all clear. They go on a tour with someone who had been born and raised in Oak Bluffs. Here are some of the facts that we learn on this tour. Oak Bluffs is one of the first, if not the first places, that black folks in the U.S. could own private property. Some of the properties in the town have been in black families for generations. Diana Ross stayed in Oak Bluffs the summer she was dating Gene Simmons from Kiss. Of course. Also, Diana Ross dated Gene Simmons from Kiss <laughs> for a summer. Uh, there were three places shocked. in the vineyard that were listed in the Green Book. No one in this group knows the book or movie The Wedding, but it was written by someone in Oak Bluffs. End of tour. Keila, do you know about The Wedding? No. I Me Googled either. so fast. I was like, well, first I thought it was a Nicholas Sparks thing. But oh, Nicholas no, you Sparks didn't. Certainly is not black. It just sounds like the title of a book that he would have. But I think I was thinking of something else. Does it have anything confused. to do with Terrence Howard? No. We, that's no. a great question. That's a great no. question. Is oh he gosh, in I the wedding? I Ter- Terrence uh, Howard I debacle. Not too <laughs> <I> <laughs> he could be in a movie. He could he be, be in, the, in the wedding. Somebody look Halle it up. Halle Berry was in this movie. No, they um, said Did you know the wedding? It. No, I didn't know it. I didn't know either. Love that there's a p- reference though. Slay, maybe I should watch. Yeah, I mean, we'll take we'll take a note. She seemed to feel strongly about it. She did. She um, said get it together. They're back at the house now after the tour. Everybody's frantically getting ready for the party. I said, why couldn't they have hired someone to put this party up? <laughs> Like, this wow, is really gorgeous. Like, why yeah. are you all doing the most with this party? It was they were arranging bars, like, yeah, so it was much work. Yeah. It felt last minute. Oof. Um, Jasmine goes to run some mysterious errand, and Silas cannot handle that she's left the house. He calls her to find out where the iron is. She says Ooh. she will come back and steam his suit. She gets back, and they're, like, snipping at each other. He can't quite understand why she would leave when he has a suit that needs to be steamed by a certain time. She says that she made sure he had his food, which is true. She had a mere deal with his lunch. By his, I mean she had a mere deal with Silas's lunch. So everything was fine. Silas says, well, Amir didn't bring me my food. And is he fucking serious right now? And I think he is. So it wasn't the same as having Jasmine do it. So just to recap, she ran up for a minute. Yes, Jasmine was – it is her role to make sure all these things happen. She delegated some of these tasks – and Silas is upset about that. To be clear, Ab- she started the meal and Amir finished it. He was like, Correct. what can I do to help? Then he took over, which gave us our favorite line from Silas, men don't bring each other food. That's well, and that's that's true. We should, um, like, I wish they would. It was the right. I, I wish they would. I wish they would. It might be better if they did. It might be better if they cutting hair. Somebody bring another man food. Like, can we? Yeah, everyone needs to be chipping in as a right? member of the this house, an official member of the house. We should unpack baby that. Silas needs to be fed. Everyone should care for oh baby. Oh, my God. I can't wait to get into that. Everyone's dressed really nice. They're all having cocktails on the patio. Um, but Silas and Jasmine are still talking about whether she should have left when he had suit issues. And she says, I could be steaming your suit right now. And he says, well, no, I did it without any assistance from you. Alex's brother and Jason's cousin are here. So they're having guests, just so we know. I wasn't clocking all of the guests, but there are outsiders at the party. Um, Jasmine's now getting ready with Jordan and they're like unpacking Silas's outburst. Jasmine says that that Silas has too many feelings and he thinks she gets over things too quickly. Jordan says Pisces energy. 
Is that oh. true, ladies? Yes. So let's track. Yes. <laughs> Who's the pirate? Yes. Silas. Silas. I thought that Silas was a Virgo this whole time. But when she said Pisces energy, I was like, oh, all of that over-emotional bull. Yeah, that sounds about right. Shout I out think to all he the Pisces. probably has placements that are Capricorn and Virgo. But well, it he has to have, like, sense. definitely Virgo complete and Capricorn. Complete sense. Because think about, like, every time something ruffles his feathers, he's like, well, I I was in the, the military. And I feel a <laughs> way about that. So you should feel a way about me. Feel the operative Just word. Feel, feel. Like, I don't, I don't actually feel that. What is Jasmine's uh, sign? I don't, y'all, I've been doing the work and I cannot find anything. We do know Bria is a Gemini. We do know Bria is a twin. And someone else is an Aries. Is it Shanice? Yes. Alex? Alex is an Aries. Yeah, Shanice and that. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Uh, It's okay. Nope. I know you all, we're going to, we will die on this hill of finding everyone's chart. Oh, yes, we will. Um, (laughs) (laughs) As a researcher, we will know. anyone on this show, Mariah, tell the people. Captain Lee, (laughs) tell everyone. Um. Jordan tells Jordan appreciates that Jasmine is keeping it real. And I'm going to say this. That is true. Jasmine does not front about any of this. She, or she can be so annoying in a million different ways, but she doesn't try to sugarcoat or hide or like, I don't know, big up anything that's going on in her relationship. She keeps it real. Uh, Amir does this thing. This is just a moment that I don't love. Um, Amir sort of makes fun of Alex's guest and he's like, you did arrive fashionably early. And she was like, they told me four 30 and I could t- like, she's kind of nervous. And like, she just got there when the producers told her to get there. <laughs> and Amir was like, oh, they lied to you. CPT girl, CPT. And now we are full fucking circle on CPT reference. But also this is coming from Amir who claims to like, not know what melanin is. Exactly. He's never so heard of black people before. And now he's throwing around CPT. There's no black people in Texas either. I love how y'all are bringing this up. I truly deleted this scene from my memory. Oh, no. You're shaming this woman who's like nervously on camera against her will. And then now you're acting like you're down with the culture. Stop. Stop it. (laughs) It was really annoying. And it felt like, what do you know about this? It was so weird. It was, I was like, I don't even like this. Cut this. Cut this. Give me more Cut minutes this. of Milo or something. <laughs> Cut this scene. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, my God. All right. The party's finally getting started. And you guys, everyone looks fucking unreal. Unreal. Bria's Stunning. dress. It was a sleigh. Bria's dress. This red situation with a cutout along the torso and a, a snake. silver snake across. The, I mean, Summer's lip. Come on. The hair is oh, yes. very dark for September. I was surprised. I, I was like, it, that was an interesting choice. With the choice. all white outfit, yeah. I, I thought it worked. I it doesn't age it well. Really nice. doesn't age well do throughout the night. Everyone looked, yes, it didn't age well, but I thought everyone looks gorgeous in their own the way. Hair, they, like, all the hair, the glasses. It's yeah, too it was a good. Sleigh. It's it was too a sleigh. good. Oh, my God. Nick and Alex come out on the balcony to get the party started. They both say really stupid things, and then they toast. So now the party is starting. <laughs> It's getting later. People are vibing. A car pulls up. What is happening? Ooh, a woman walks in. She comes up behind Nick. Alex is on the mic. He says, there's a beautiful surprise right behind Nick. He turns around. You guessed it. It's Nick's motherfucking girlfriend, Tasia. <laughs> Boom. And I'm all supposed to be so from excited Africa. about this. We're straight from the continent of Africa. <laughs> I can't she believe she blows my mind. went all the way over there for that. 
for one night because she leaves the next day earlier than anyone else oh yeah yep. we're gonna talk about that we're gonna talk okay. about that okay. okay it's tasia she seems very sweet everyone is a little uncomfortable that she's there because nick was such a weirdo <laughs> and slime ball for the whole two weeks so there's a lot of like awkward side-eyeing but she seems really nice Okay, we're at the moment of truth. Alex is singing. I don't like it, um, mm. mostly because he's very annoying. It's very embarrassing, and it also I sounds like a love song. It. It's not. Like, it's giving oh. very boys to men. It's giving baby face. I'm not he's interested. Disrespect. <laughs> boys to men and baby face like that. They are creators. Right. Summer is crying. They're vocalists. Summer okay. did cry. Okay. Summer's crying. Summer says to Jordan, "Are you crying too?" And Jordan says, "No, hell no." <laughs> I did scream because that was funny. That was funny. That was really funny. Oh, my she God. Wait to begin that. She no, cannot wait, wait to sign to the guest book and leave. Absolutely. No. Okay. People are chatting and vibing. And then there's this weird shout from the pool. Uh, Simon is yelling. I reround it thrice, y'all. I could not for the life of me understand what he said. <laughs> me either. Something. And he takes his jacket off and he jumps in the pool with his clothes on. And then he gets into the hot tub immediately. No one is bothered at all. And Simon is having a party of one. This is the most definitive example of like white people, white people. (laughs) And mainly, look at me. And the blood people are like, okay, bud. Yeah. 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 Looks good. It was clear to me he was, they've been drinking, drinking. Like they've spent two weeks drinking and Simon came in and he had not, he was not used to the two weeks of drinking. No, he has bandwidth. Yeah. Like what? To go. Yeah. Oh, Lord. All right. Uh, the beat goes on. Bria's <laughs> like, I'm going to go find Simon. What the hell? Why did he jump in the pool? And she walks in. She's got Milo on a leash in this party. She's wearing this red dress with Milo on a leash. And then she sees Tasia, Nick's girlfriend, and that like diverts her. So she's like, I'm going to talk to her. So ends up that Tasia has been on a girl's trip in, Af- in South Africa with 26 women. <laughs> that That's a TV so show. Crazy. That's that, a TV yeah, that's show. Are we watching? Anything I'm so this. interested. I'm yeah, so that's actually in, the show. In every single detail about this, I need to know. Should Cancel I go? Summer House. Only girls trip South Africa. Exactly. Give us Summer House and give me the subplot. What was she doing in Africa? A retreat. The spinoff. 24 other women? I need to know. We should have been hopping on the plane with her, with the Bravo exactly. cameras to go. On. Exactly. You all know. As a sidebar, that our coworker Fasi Chawanza's family owns a resort in Zimbabwe called Palm Tree Place, and it is my state. It's a very cute name. That would be the name of our Bravo show called Palm Tree Place, where whatever this is what this is what we combine with. We have a place, we have a venue to have this retreat. There's nothing standing between us. Why? Why are we going? going? Why aren't we show running (laughs) our own show to Bravo? Why isn't Bravo calling us? I have so many questions. (laughs) Okay. We'll pitch it on the next one. Um, Okay. okay. Bria says she wishes she was there because this house has been rehab. And I don't know. I'm like, what do you mean rehab? And that's what Tasia says. Again, they've been drinking for hours, days, weeks, weeks. Liver's crying because Tasia did not have that. No, Tasia's like, where? You guys are like, what are you talking about? Smelly. Like, you just smell like booze. Uh, Bria cannot wait to tell Tasia. That they didn't know about her until week two. She's like, well, but we didn't know about you till the second week. She cannot wait to yeah, tell her everything. Yeah, she was woo, no. ready. She's like, guess what? And so Nick steps away. Bria tells Tasia everything that she should be concerned about Nick. DMs, also, Shanice, Nick shouldn't have stepped away. 
What is wrong oh, with you? He he didn't want to. Someone called him. I, I think like a mirror. Someone called. Hey, tell it away. The producers were like, nope, get him. Somebody get him away from there. That's exactly um, what happened. Absolutely. Ugh. Tasia says Nick's been very forthcoming. She does not feel an ounce of doubt in her relationship. And she's so, lying. Okay, she's lying. lying. But also, I do appreciate her being like, Bria, stop. I'm not exactly. I, I wouldn't give her that satisfaction either. No. Yeah. yeah me me but she's being a about yourself. Do you yeah. really believe in your man? I also was like, maybe they're in an open relationship and it's like not a big deal. Mm, don't think so. No, okay. I don't think so. <laughs> Wow, y'all said really Ab- shocked. Absolutely Kila. not. That's what I heard. That's what I heard. Be quiet, Keila. Be quiet, Keila. <laughs> Simon is back at the party, y'all, but now he's wearing a brown suit. Uh, mm. He looks great, but also what is fucking going on with him? He's so drunk. Smells like um, chlorine. Oh, God. Chlorine and just liquor. Whatever liquor, liquor. he brought over oh. from Germany that they're so obsessed with, he has it coming out of his pores. Jasmine and Silas <laughs> are fine. Yeah, he's breaking down their previous fight, which is exactly what you should be doing at a black tie party. Uh, Jasmine says, we need a therapist the second we get back to New York, which is the understatement of the year. From across the pool, their drunk friends have a drunk train and they come over to lighten the mood and try to get the Coopers to stop being so serious, which made me very stressed. I was so overwhelming. I'm like, something's going to happen. This is not going to go well. (laughs) But it does. It's fine. They go take a shot because that's a good idea. Um, Jordan and Amir, Jordan's like, Amir has become one of my best friends and that like, the, I don't even know we can talk about them in the post, I guess, because I don't know what to make of this. He's become one of our closest friends. Amir says that he is officially in the friend zone, which is a fucking bogus thing okay. to say. Really yeah. gross. Okay. Wait, what? <laughs> he said that. Do you remember? I he remember that. that, but why is that? He is in the friend zone. Yeah, it's well, it's because being I feel like it's gross when men say that as if the only reason to engage with women is to fuck them. And like it is super the idea of being friend zoned is like implies that it's like a consolation, like it's a weaker like, yeah, I got friend. Like it's a connotation that it's so Spending negative. Spending time with friend. any woman for like enjoyment or fun or connection is secondary to being able to have sex with them. Hmm. So there's a lot a- of discourse around friend zone and how men use it, like throw it around, like oh, friend zone. When in reality, you have no zone when you meet a woman. Like there's no zone. zone right. right. No. The friend zone is actually a Actually, that's an yeah. honor for you to be a friend zone because yeah, you're usually a predator. Saying, the friend zone is such a privilege and you'll most likely know me longer in Period. the friend zone. Yeah, yeah. you are entering the space as a suspect until you are put in a zone. So you're lucky that you're out of the predator zone. Um, and this is also hypocritical as we think back on this and all the little asides that the men did about like, I just really came here to make friends with these women and like, Ooh, you, didn't you did not. You hid your partners and yeah, wanted a Mac on Jordan and stay in DMs. Exactly. Nobody came here to make fucking friends. Trash. Trash. <sighs> now, Bria has found Simon. Okay. She finally found Simon. They seem to be on different pages than one another is what I'll say. They're not on the same page. She's mad because he left her with Milo. I'm not quite following. Then she says, come outside with me right now. And Simon says, I swear to God, Simon says, but you disrespect me. And it is fucking hilarious with his accent. And Bria 
loses it. She comes unglued. And this girl will bark at you when she's pissed. Like she's a guy she She's a Gemini. She's a Gemini. When they get mad, woof. The Gemini. tone of voice, the like, she says, you're bugging the fuck out of me right now. <laughs> and Ooh, she says, she scary. did. She asked him to watch the dog, which she did not. And he's like, no, you accused me of not watching the dog, which is what happened. And then yeah. she tells him to stay outside, which is also a classic Bria move. She says, stay outside. <laughs> <laughs> what are you wrong? Yeah, <laughs> to like bark orders at each other. They do. It- like literal I barking. will be speaking yeah. on this. Yeah. Oh, okay, good. Uh, now she's walking Milo down the hallway on his leash, telling someone. Maybe she's telling the camera person. She's saying, Simon needs to go. I don't want him in the house anymore. He is disgusting and disrespectful. We will. I will be double clicking on this because. Okay, good. What? Yeah, I want to talk it, about that too. It was amazing. This came out of fucking nowhere. Um, Summer's so trying drunk. to mediate. So she's like down there talking to Simon. Jordan seems exhausted. Jordan's like, what, girl? What are you talking about? Um, now, Bria's mad because Summer's out there talking to Simon. Jordan doesn't help because she's sort of gassing Bria up about it. There's more shots being taken in the kitchen. All, great idea. Okay, so Simon's back in the house now. Also, the edit on this is really weird. The timeline's really weird. Simon comes yeah. back in the house, so maybe it's okay. But Bria calls her mom, and then she says there are boundaries that are being crossed. Wait, <laughs> Why is friend. she calling her mom? Yes. What if in 15 years from now, Hattie is very drunk at Summer House, and she calls you at 2 a.m.? Are you answering? Absolutely Ooh. not. Absolutely not. You're not answering? I sleep with my phone on silent because here's I. my theory. Silent. My phone is on silent. I will see that you call, then I will call you back. There's nothing I can do right now. I can't help you. And like, what do you need? I cannot imagine calling my mom. Calling your mom. At 2 a.m., what do you think? I'm like surprised that the mom answered and the mom was just like laughing at Bria. I was like, wow, that is a really interesting relationship. She's consistently laughing at Bria every time she calls. She's like, Oh, calm down. Oh, no. You, like her mom just thinks like, relax already. Because my mom yeah, but she's in, messing she's with She's enabling me. this. Absolutely. She is. Like you she see why enabling. Bria is the way she is. So Bria tells her mom that Simon jumped in the pool with his clothes on. And then she said, mom, it's not funny. <laughs> that was but funny. Yes, it is. That was yes, so it is. funny. <laughs> it's all very funny. You're wrong. You're wrong, Bria. It's very funny. Yeah. Um, while she's talking to her mom, they're showing footage of Simon downstairs standing on the kitchen island dancing while everyone else just stands around and checks their phone. And once again, it's like this fish out of so water. I am here for Simon's energy. Like, turn up, have fun. This is your last night. Have a freaking good time. Party like, of one. Party of Simon. So drunk. Party of one. Get on, a, get so on something, dance, have fun. Shaking Goodness. ass alone. We need Shanice for That's this the scene. Best. Oh my God. I'm oh my so gosh, glad she was sitting here. Can you imagine there? Shanice at the party? No. That's hypothetical. No. We'll have to do that another episode. <laughs> Can you imagine Bria Phil says, No, no, I don't remember Phil. Bria <laughs> says that Simon is embarrassing her. He's putting exactly on a persona. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he's putting on a persona, which is an interesting dynamic. I didn't even write about this. I'm sort of co- like coming to it now. This idea that like who your partner is and when they get in front of your friends, like when they ab- absorb their energy and you don't like that, right? That's like key. they are too similar to be together. They both are like mm. attention seeking. This is why like opposites complement each other, especially in introvert, extrovert situations. Um, she doesn't like – 
I, huh. I'm just, I don't need to go all the way there, but yeah, but it's good. Her thing it's, of like, he's embarrassing point. me. He's putting on a persona. Like, no, you brought him into turnip house and now he's turning up and you don't like exactly. it. Exactly. Um, so strange. Yeah. Also, he gave all these people watches, so they're going to let him do whatever. They don't fucking Even care. a his or her watch. Yeah. Watch no, yeah, no one's saying watch. anything to Simon. And why would they? Look at Simon's having He's fun. not doing nothing. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's having and, – and she – one thing I skipped over was that in this little montage right before, which was very cute um, and fun, they're all dancing, and Bria's dancing on the same island that Simon is then dancing on. So – and as soon as she gets off, he gets up and she's like, you're out of control. Yeah. You're embarrassing me. Is yeah. multiple island worker. Like she has yes. been on that island multiple times. She but looks good though. She lovey. does look good. She does. She looks mm. beautiful. It's so gross to have your feet on an island. I knew you I were going to say I knew someone was no, going to talk about the feet I on the island. Just, I don't like that. Yes, the way I was restraining good. myself from not saying oh. anything about the filth of your feet so and shoes. Gross. Being so on the Sarah Island that they constantly are eating. Woo. Uh, well, it's either that or make a steak. is so gross. At yeah, 3 a.m. Okay, so Bria's mom says that Bria should stop embarrassing him. <laughs> Oof. And Bria just keeps repeating that there are boundaries that should not be crossed. <laughs> Emphasizing cross. Disrespect. Disrespect. It's the disrespect. It's the disrespect. Well, Simon comes in and says that she disrespected him. And Bria screams that she's talking to her mom. And then that Summer made me laugh. knocks and comes in. Not a good plan. Oh, Bria is yelling at her. Oh. Nope. Nope. Do not. Nobody needs okay. you in the summer. Um, yeah, no. Bria's yelling, calls her fake as fuck. Summer says, don't talk to me like that. Okay. We, we're escalating. We can see where this is going. Summer and Bria are shouting. No one is making any sense. And then Summer reaches out and just shoves Bria for real. Like just pushes her. Bria comes back to push Summer, but I think Bria trips over her suitcase. She's on the ground. A producer breaks them up. Bria's struggling, but she's being held back by Jordan and another producer. Milo is going nuts, barking. Absolutely. Holy <laughs> shit. It's overwhelming. Milo, like simulation. He would have fought. It, he would have fought. Simon has been gone for 20 minutes at this point. He's Simon downstairs is asleep. nowhere to be found. Yeah. Summer's all disheveled. She's marching down the stairs and she's like, just been in a fight. Her dress is pulled off. Her hair is messed up. They have to literally carry Bria back to her room. Jordan is screaming for her to stop acting like this. Simon is changing clothes in the other room. That's where he is. He's changing clothes. Simon's getting ready for bed. Simon He's put tired. himself to sleep. He has mm -hmm. been drunk for many hours. He needs Bria rest. Bria is sobbing that she's tired of people putting their hands on her. It's the second time in the house that it's happened. That's true. Everyone thinks it it's okay true. to put their hands on her. Everyone goes to their separate corners. Somehow they break this up. Summer is with Alex. She's processing the situation. Silas and Jasmine are in the bedroom, and Silas says, take care of your friend. She's literally being, been invited by us. A text won't do. And Jasmine says, I don't actually care. What a statement. What a statement. More people should say that all the time. Good I don't for her. Care, right? Good for Simon her. Simon is I mean, asleep listen, on a couch. She has things to care about. Look at what Simon, exactly. Silas is putting her through. Oh, I don't ooh. actually care about this. <sighs> um, Silas says, do you want me to be honest or would you rather not hear anything from me right now? And Jasmine says, I'd rather well, not hear a damn thing from you right now. And Silas was not expecting that response. <laughs> he did offer it as a valid response. He was not expecting that. Not at all. He says, first of all, you're not going to be talking to your husband like that. And Jasmine says, really? The way you've been talking to me on this trip? Stop it. 
And Silas says, we'll talk about it later. And Jasmine says, I have time right now. She is <laughs> over this. Oh, my God. It's literally, it has to be 3.30 in the morning. Like, it has to what? be 3.30. But she's like, fine, we're going to do this now. She leaves the room, goes in the bathroom. Silas has more to say. He follows her into the bathroom. And he said, how you just disrespected me, that coverage that comes with marriage, that coverage, that respectability, I promise you were life. your life will change. That was Somebody scary. better be un- diagramming the sentence for me in the breakdown because what the fuck does that mean? Oh, I don't I, know if it I was can, scary. It. it was so scary. I can break it all down. I, I can't wait to hear it. Yeah. So Jasmine now sits on the bed. She's giving Silas all the true facts while he packs a suitcase. And then she realized that this is pointless. Her whole relationship is fucking pointless. And she rolls over to go to sleep because her thesis statement, as it should be, is I don't actually care. I don't actually care. Morning in the vineyard. Good day. Nick has already <laughs> taken Tasia to the airport. Was she eating here for 12 hours? No, she did. Because remember, she was eating a plate and she's like, this what's going woman, on in bed? Oh and Nick God. goes, it's toxic here sometimes. Came from South Africa. She did. She was across the world. Mm, mm, mm. And wasn't there for 12 hours? Like, Bare, maybe I, even 10. There's no way. There's Immediate no way. Slay. I, I, it took yeah. her longer to get to where she was than how long she stayed. Period. Well, Period. I'm actually looking that up right now because Come on, research how her. long does it act? 15, I guess it does take 15 hours. Okay. I'm like, how long does it take to get to South to New York from South Africa? But 15 hours. And how expensive long. was that? Oh, I guess production paid for it. They better have. Hopefully. Yeah. I think it's interesting they didn't leave together because Nick left later, like a couple hours later. Yeah. Like, she just, went back to Africa. We need the tea. Wait, I mean, she did she, the retreat was over, right? Wait, I, I thought the retreat was over. over. No, I'd had to have been over. She did not fly across Y'all, the world. I don't, I don't think that. I think she said that they were in the middle of. I don't think it was over, y'all. I think this it was. So I'm weird. praying that it was over because this. girl. Because it wouldn't make sense. Why would no, she, she leave at the cre- back to? Yeah, New- I think she, she went back, back to New York. Tasha, please write in. We have questions. Tell us, Mariah. Come on the show, Tasha. Mariah. <laughs> um, all right, leave her. That, that's it. Her arc is done. Bria and Simon are making up. Bria is wearing a pink sweatsuit and sunglasses. Simon says, "Let's let this go," and voila, they are done. They've made wait, up. Wait, wait. I ha- we no. We have to give this. We will full attention when she goes. Okay, that's fair. We disrespected each other. Now we need to move forward. That is the most Gemini. Like it is the most Gemini the, thing. This, I literally wrote it. Is the most in sunglasses, hair tied up, yelling this line. There's that's a trend fair. when. Bria, the night after she like blows things up, she always has sunglasses on the next day. It's so funny. She screams it at him and he goes, okay, let's move on. And then they're fine. As soon as she but had just, those sunglasses on, I knew she was going to be in a very zen place after all the hell she caused the night. Trying to blow up Nick's relationship, blowing up her own, and then calmly puts her glasses on the next morning. Like, yeah, let's just move on. But yeah, she's she very so peaceful. threatening. Like, yes. Yes. Geminis are so the power of a Gemini. The mm. I would have been crying. <laughs> the power of a pink sweatsuit the and sunglasses. Power, the power to come after an argument like that. Wow. Wow. Well, and now Summer comes up and she and Bria go downstairs to talk. Summer is genuinely upset that she intervened. She says she's really sorry. She says, I was in your business and then I pushed you, which is 
facts. So what does yeah. Summer sign, y'all? What does it say about Summer that she wakes up filled with remorse and says, I should not have done those things. She was drunk. I don't like to go. She was okay, drunk. But what does that mean? What's her sign? What what sort of person does um, this? Okay, here's know. the thing. It's complicated because every – we just – you can't just tell from a sun sign. We need rising and moon. Like she mm-hmm. hasn't I done anything I can't even begin with a sun sign. I can't even start. I feel like Summer has some Aquarius in her, like talking about them, like all the oh, space that. things that she and Alex connect over. Oh, She's right. not really someone mm-hmm. you can nail down. She's like one of a kind. Anyway, I just think Summer is reflective enough to be like, I got two turned up. And yesterday, I think she knows that she's nosy because the night before at the party, Amira and Silas were kind of talking smack about her to her face. Mm-hmm. And she was like, you know what? Yeah, I am nosy. Yeah. So I think she's she has enough reflection, the ability to Some reflect self awareness. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah I just, was out of pocket. And it's also, a little grown for this yeah, group. That's all I'm saying. It took so people her out of some very grown behavior. Um, yeah, yeah. It took her out of her character and she was embarrassed, which I can respect. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Bria agrees and says, I love you. I care about you. And look, they're working it out. Everyone should stop fucking drinking. That's always going to be my thesis statement for this. Well, everyone leaves. Jasmine keeps talking about how she's exhausted and ready to go home. They drive away. <laughs> it is the end of summer. It was such an anticlimactic ending. Uh, yeah. They want to go home. They're like, please so bad. let this be over. Please so bad. get out of here. <laughs> I want a glass of water. Anything I left here. I just want water. Yep. I need an IV of fluids. They ending. ran out that house. Hopefully no uh, one drank for like a month. Oh, they just well, want to be in their own beds. They're so tired. All right. Let's Who on wants it. to start? Break Jane, it down. you want to start? Sure. I can start. Let's talk about Silas and Jasmine. Oh, um, okay. It, let's just get into it. I just, when he walked in and said, that coverage, that coverage that comes with marriage, yeah, believe me, your life will change. This is how I interpret it. I thought it was like him saying, like, the money the money that's coming with your lifestyle mm-hmm. in this marriage, mm-hmm. believe me, that will change. Yeah. It Jasmine, felt like a threat. If you're listening, go get a job, girl. Get a job. Get your own quick, fast, in a hurry because this ain't the life. Anybody, whoever has the money has the power. <sighs> this man clearly has the money and all of the power. And I like that she was starting to stand up for herself, you know, for herself towards the end, but to have to battle Silas for the rest of your life, it's just not worth it. Whatever the deal was that you signed up for, um, it's just not going to work for you. And it's okay to change your mind, but I don't think that you're in a relationship that will allow that. And I just think that she signed up for this. Like, oh, this is our routine, our routine, our routine. They've only been married for like two months. Our routine, all of these things. And I just think to myself, when she said the Huxtable thing, um, it stood out to me because when she said my parents were never married, when you don't have an immediate um, reference point, right? A real life life reference point of marriage. You didn't grow up in a two-parent household or there wasn't a lot of people who were married around you. And you admit, admittedly say that a TV character was like your idea of a wife or idea of a husband. That explains why you're adhering to everything that you're doing now, because you don't know that what you're doing is just not real and that marriage can 
be a lot more flexible and you could be happier. And I, I don't know. I just felt like, of course, you, you know, you were trying to come off as this perfect patty, so to speak, because you think that's what Claire Huxtable was doing. But Claire had a mouth on her and she wouldn't even make <laughs> Bill his subs in the middle of the night. And um, yeah, you might want to go back and watch those episodes. But I just thought she um, also had a job. Like a she was yeah substantial she was an educated, job yeah <laughs> wasn't like she, a, she uh, an attorney or yeah something yeah. she had some type of professional job you all the most important thing about Claire Huxtable is that she is not a real person <laughs> she has made the fuck yeah, up that was really exactly. that's such a good exactly <laughs> that's such a good there you said a it there. person but married on TV to a real life predator and. We don't want to let's not model ourselves like that's the Huxtables or Disney movies or whatever it is. We cannot model. That's I, such a good point. I also find it like to be like my parents weren't married. That's OK. Like that's literally OK. And yeah. it doesn't I think sometimes we bail on that and be like, well, we have to have this perfect. So we're going to go the other way to this like nuclear family. Like doesn't mean your parents maybe they didn't have like could they still have a productive relationship? Can they there's just so many other ways to model that that is not about your parents being married. No, I agree with that. But I think in the context of like marriage, when you didn't see it, then you you have like this um, ideal view of what you should be doing. And I feel like any man can walk along and be like, this is how it's done. You know, I come from this kind of household. This is what I saw. This is how it's done. You're like, well, all right. I don't really know. I don't have any reference points. Okay, if that's how it's done. And I think that's what's going on with them. Mm hmm. I also can see him being very abusive the way he walked into that bathroom. I feel like if there were, weren't any cameras there and he, you know, they weren't aware of that, like what would have happened? What would have, if she would have continued to stand up for herself and not back down, like where would that have gone? Because that was so aggressive the way he walked in that bathroom. What he was saying as more of a threat, less about money, but more like if you want to go back out there and be a single woman with no Ooh. income and, in a and car. live in a car, and yes, what I took. Yes. You think it's going to be safer for you to be out at night without a husband? Like that, that, I think he, I thought he was threatening like the status that comes with being, because we talked about this. There is a privilege affiliated with being partnered and married particularly. And I felt like that was a, just a weird thing to throw in someone's face. And can I like, can I give you a, a mini sub point of your audit point? Yeah. Okay. Fair fighting. This is something I learned in therapy about when you're arguing with people you love. I'm not going to talk specifically about your partner. There are just things you don't say because it escalates the argument and it's yeah. not fair. And so this episode, I feel like there was a lot of really weird, not fair fighting. Like yes. the whole thing about the pants, the whole thing about the breakfast, like Silas could have de-escalated it. He didn't have to say, well, it's starch. He could have just said, I'm not really feeling this today, or I'm upset with you and I'm not hungry. Or Bria thank you like, so much for making this. I'll put it away myself. Like, what, exactly. are, we, what are we talking about? Or Bria being like, Simon is disgusting. Like that is, that's your partner. And I, just, I think it's just, and I'm not saying I'm a relationship therapist. I'm not saying I'm better than anyone else, but I think. It is fascinating to watch other couples, especially who've been together for a while or have made a significant commitment to each other, not fight fair. Like that yeah. is interesting. Because you can't unhear, unfeel can't. what would happen, you, can't. you know? And it's hurtful. Yeah. It's so hurtful to have someone say something to you out of anger in the moment. And it happens, right? But the words that came out this episode felt really pointed. 
Well, and I would be that. embarrassed. You can't take that. There back. you go. And I would like, be embarrassed to have this recorded. Yeah. You can't take it back. Yep. No. Yeah, it was really tough. It was really tough having her, like watching her be like, when she came in and she said, I, I gave myself enough time to, yeah. you, you've been fed, you've been, okay, so just ha- put everything out and I'll start right now. Mm-hmm. I felt so bad for her because what are we talking about? So you've been sitting here twiddling your thumbs waiting for me to do what you could have did, did yourself? What? Right. That pissed me off when he called her about the iron. There is no, there's about particularly heterosexual relationships. There's something so annoying about your partner calling you about something tedious. Go look mm-hmm. for it. Do not call me for this. And I feel like if the cameras weren't there, I I agree. I, I'm concerned what would have happened to her. It tells me that she doesn't do a lot by herself when they're together. No. No, not at all. I feel like he, I get the vibe that he's the kind of person that when they split up, because it seems very inevitable. Oh, it's happening for sure. Um, I don't know. I don't he know. will be, he seems intellectually abusive in that, that he will that. like ruin her. He will do everything he can to fucking ruin her. And emotionally. Um, yep. Absolutely. I agree. And like, it's psychological. Absolutely. And he, especially this money thing, I feel like. He will try to wreck Ooh. her credit score. Like he, he will, will do oh those kinds of things. He will. Um, He'll cancel her account, no, her card or whatever. Yep. I agree. But it all comes like full circle to me because she and him, and you can really like see how they got here, how she has sort of mentally brainwashed herself to get this whole like black women need to be married. Black women should be married. And like yeah. just the dueling narratives of like, absolutely. Like if they're the most unmarried group, and and that means that they're lacking access to the status and to some of the security mm-hmm. and the way that our society privileges marriage. Like they should have equity in the opportunity to have those things, right? And black women should also be allowed to not be fucking married because thank a you lot for of saying that. Yeah, thank you for saying yeah. that. Toxic dynamics and power issues and like it's sort of like the whole marriage equality conversation, even in the LGBTQ com- like world of like, oh, this is the, this is how we've made it because we have marriage equality. So we're all equal in this toxic system of matrimony. Right. <laughs> yeah. Oppresses yeah. specifically women. Yay. That's neat. What if we just fucking broke the whole thing and reimagined what like right. healthy, successful partnerships look like in the future and stop using marriage as the golden like yeah, circle for us to grab. Line. Yeah. There's a writer, an author, Ashley Ford, who is just brilliant and lovely. And she was on a podcast that I heard, long form podcast. And she was talking about how important it is for Black women who are loved well to talk Mm. about how they're Mm. being loved well. I think there's often a narrative, in my experience, as a Black woman, that Blackness and being heterosexual and in a monogamous relationship is about struggle and that you have to endure some kind of hardship. Are you a ride or die chick? Yeah. And all of that goes down Mm -hmm, and it's not enough of just about being loved. Cared for. Ashley goes on about saying like, I am married and it is important for me to talk about how my husband loves me and cares for me because I want people to see that. And Mm -hmm. I, I just think about that a lot watching this couple in particular, because it is, I think there's, there's a lot of data about, I'm not even going to say data. There's a lot of politics about black women and their actions and their ability to be partnered and married and have children, whatever. Oh my God. There's whole podcast about it. And there is clout. It is a privilege. It is a status symbol. And it would be remiss of us not to name that. And we don't see a lot of black women just being loved well for who they are. Mm. Yes. Yeah, please. Thank you. Thank you. All right. You want to move on to the next audit point? 
Yes. Um, okay. <laughs> I have two. Okay. The first, I'll do the first one. Tasha has unwavering faith in her man. Because while I would like to say that I wouldn't give Bria the time of day, the justification, she immediately shut it down and was like, I have literally no doubt that Nick was faithful to me. When that man has been ripping and running through DMs, calling Shanice's wife, I, I don't even know what to do. I don't even know what to do with that statement. They really together this I don't I can't know shake this <laughs> I don't I can't shake it okay so when she was pressed Tasha said oh we've been together for about a year but didn't Nick say earlier in the season they had been together for two years and they had been knowing each other for a while yes he did so what's go what's the tea and that she's significantly know. younger than him but she looks like not a teenager she looks like an adult woman a consenting well she did I was expecting like she's about 27 yeah yeah which, which isn't yeah. to say that she still could be groomed. Like, it could have been a long time. But I was like, okay. She looks at a reasonable age. What's going on? I, I wouldn't have given like Bria that satisfaction either, though. I know. I know. Yeah. It was so messy. And I'm furious that Nick didn't stay with her. I also feel like even though the producers and whoever tried to lure them away, Nick doesn't like to get into it. He's not. He has avoided conflict at all costs. Yes, I'm trying to. I was trying to think through like uh, the times where he was the Jordan debate. Um, yeah, when Alex came, when they were trying to press on Alex, he like pushed back, but then quickly got out the way. The first fight between Bria and Mariah standing on the staircase. That man, and a lot of his like <laughs> snappier comments about Silas, except for the one time the producers made him talk to Silas at the pool, always on confessional. Always, yeah. He's not scrapping. He's a confessional gangster. Confessional Mm -hmm. He is not scrapping. So that's that's one point. I guess we'll never know. Who knows? The second thing is minding your business. (laughs) Y'all, I love – I don't even know how to say this respectfully. I don't gossip, but I like to be – I love storytelling. So if you Mm. told me something about someone else who I don't even know, I'm invested. I love a good story. I love it. And I'm not telling it to other people. I just love knowing. And in the pandemic, it was so boring because you weren't getting any news. Like there was just no good stories. Everyone was at the crib. Mm-hmm. So something I've been learning is to mind my business. Like I really like, and it's not even about getting in other people's business. It's about sometimes you just don't even need to have a relationship with certain people. Like just keep it surface level. Like keep it copacetic. You don't need to know. Two examples of people really not minding their business that were like really irksome to me. Jordan escalating the fight between Summer and Bria. Mm-hmm. Jordan does Jordan, that a lot though. She Jordan a lot. Talk, it, this was so blatantly irritating to me because Jordan is the first one to complain. We can't ever have fun. We can't ever have fun. Then her being like, yeah, that seems really weird that your man is out there talking to Summer. Drunk Knowing people behavior. Bria is behavior. a Gemini. Bria is a Gemini. She's going to act up. Proceed with up, caution. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. With Shanice, who is one of her alleged best friends. She has right. no investment in Summer. She's clearly going to act up. I get it that y'all are drunk, but like, be so for real. Talking about peace and fighting for your life. Like, I know you're not happy, but like, girl, 
girl. And then doing the most when they do get into a fight, being like, this is not who you are. This is not who you are, girl. Screaming, Milo this is barking. This my Jordan, y'all. Like that kind of stuff fair. right there. It was Mm-mm. so petty, manipulative. Like for her to be so in the mix, mind your business. And then the queen of all this, but I will say Summer took accountability. Mm-hmm. When Summer and Brie finally get together the next day, no fighting, no scrapping. And her just saying, I should have minded my own business. I think this is a huge point of growth and something I will take from this show. Of If you know someone who could potentially put you in a position where you were like going to be taken out of your character and want to fight or is just adding drama to your life, pass on it. Mind your own business. Mind your, own, mind, this your is gonna be a mind your own business year for me. I've started, this, but I'm going to continue no. on this path. You have yeah, to. because I yeah. just don't need it. Like, I don't – I don't need to be – and I'm a Libra. I don't like to fight anyway. But, like, no. let's just keep it – just keep but the vibes a, placid. There is a difference that I want to thread the needle on between Please. gossip and minding your business. Because Please. I will write an essay called In Defense of Gossip. Because people mm. weaponize gossip all the time. I like, do love oh, gossip. It's gossipy. Because, and this is why. You are hardwired to love it. Perhaps you've heard me talk about my favorite book, Sapiens. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> thank, thank you for bringing it up here. Uh, she like inserts this in every it's conversation. Like, it's been a minute since we've heard about Sapiens. some more <laughs> about Sapiens or Octavia Butler. You okay, tell okay. But we're going to go with Two Sapiens. Two for one. Two for one. Got it. Because when – I think we talked about this like last season about how – human and homo sapiens in particular evolved to like become the only species of human. Think how weird it is. There's only one species of human. There's so many kinds of dogs and other like kinds of creatures, but there's only, listen, there's only one species because we as a species eradicated the rest of them. There used to be multiple species of humans. Neanderthals, right? There were homo erectus, (laughs) Neanderthals, all coexisting. We eradicated them. And one of the ways in which we became the dominant species of humans was through gossip because we had the brain capacity and the social capability of knowing a lot of things about each other in our communities and using that information to work together. So that storytelling piece and the ability to sort of know what's going on with other people is very unique to like homo sapien brains. And so while we've like weaponized it as being always petty and always mean, it's not, right? It's like how we clock different things and dimensions about each other. Gossip as in and of itself, it's the – I feel like it's – it's. are we using it as power over people? Are we using it to mock people and make fun of them? That's sort of the yeah, connotation it's how you it use comes it. with. I feel yeah. like it's uh-huh. always for me like emotional – like not emotional, information sharing, particularly about like yes. the whisper network about men – like it has been so helpful <laughs> to oh. other people oh, to yeah. talk about things with. I remember the, especially it's early been hugely in my important yeah. for like women 50. in the Me Too movement in general and how much are you existing. making? Yes. Yeah. And like marginalized people sharing their experiences that way and saying, I heard from so and so that so and so that this and this I and mean, this. taking it all the way Huge. back, like way back to like when I um went to the civil rights uh, museum and seeing how information was shared that they didn't want to get like, out and like verbally. How... Yeah. 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 Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whisper networks. Churches. Yes. Even Who as enslaved people. For us yeah. to all feel yes. bad about telling secrets. Whose secrets are we telling for the most part, right? Harvey Weinstein's? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I don't care. That is truly something like, to unlearn. Is it a secret or is something that you don't want it to get out because it could hurt you? That's like, right. is it a threatening right. piece of information? Minding your own 
business isn't is exactly what's what summer did right which is no you inserted yourself into some drama and just what jordan were being a friend yeah, yeah, you wanted some drama, and so you were like, "I can hype this up and stay out of the mess." So yes. yeah, that's what it is. Minding your own business is a great year. Gossip is fine. Just, Go on, get oh, those stories, you. girl. I mean, I, I would do it too. I love a story. I love yeah. a story. But do I think it with, do it I know. It. No, you should see her face light up when you're like, "Okay, I have something to tell you." <laughs> I have tea. Listen, I love it. Yeah, I love being yeah. a friend, and I love getting information. Like, it's just so fun. It's just like a it's, fun. It is. Fun hardwired for you to want that in order to sure. build meaningful connections and stay alive. So you are doing the Lord's work, literally. <laughs> Thank you, Brandon Adam Grant. I'm so thankful. Not for Adam Grant. Not Adam Grant. Oh, I'm sorry, Mr. Grant. Right. Not- <laughs> Ulysses S. Grant. Oh my God. <laughs> not the How did he get in this? I, mm. He has a last name Grant. All right. Grant okay, Hill. next solid point. Um, Bryn, what you got? <laughs> I'm here to present to both of you today. I have two cases before you that I'm going to yes, make. Yes, Esquire, please. Okay. To present to my Supreme Court <laughs> Justice <laughs> Johnson, Justice Nelson. My first is a case, a case for reparations. Wow. How okay. can we, as a country, as a society, how can we know the things we know and be like, well, whoops, whoopsie doodle as a people. <laughs> oh, How can we literally know about the value of generational assets, home ownership, generational anything but trauma and be like, ooh, yeah, whew, that is too bad for those <laughs> folks. Right. Black right. people should be given reparations in land, cash, assets, Fucking Louis Vuitton stock. I don't 100%. care wow. what it is. Speak they should be giving a Speak list of options yep. and be able to choose from a catalog of options wow. if they want their reparations in. They deserve so much more than walking tours that highlight exceptionalism in a time of racism. I wish, my fervent wish, is that all black people in America would file a class action lawsuit against the Aww. government. For so, wage theft and stolen yeah. land, and I would join the legal team and be a witness for the plaintiffs. That's I love that so much. That was a slay. Absolutely, California is taking the lead on this. So okay. there's some there's some conversation about reparations, um, the rollout in California. Um, I'll get back to you on all of the details. I have boots on the ground. Very close to us in Chicago, Evanston rolled out yes. one of the first reparations program. And it's it's nice. I love that the conversation is happening. It is, of course, being strangled by the actual U.S. law because discrimination goes both ways yeah. by the law. So basically, we can't give people money just because they're black. We have to prove that they were specifically targeted by these racist what? policies and then give them That's something easy. in kind. It's, it's less easy. And then there's a whole bunch of like – strange subgroups that are like hijacking it and making it weird too. Yeah. If you all watched the TV series, The Watchmen, which I have a lot of thoughts about and I think yes. it went off wow. a cliff. But in the big do, maybe we should do a watch for the show. Wait, what is yeah, this? Should. The Regina Watchmen King is an adaptation. Literally shaking ass. I mean, amazing. It's a super, it's a, it's a cult classic superhero graphic novel that I love. It's an adaptation of it. So it's wildly interpreted. I, it's, it's not canon for whatever we can get into the nerd part of it but it is so interesting in the first few episodes that they just 
come into a world where reparations has been has happened. And so like cash payments to black people. And it's like a sub point. It has really nothing to do. It's just a piece of this background. But it is such an amazing like imagination where it's like, oh, look at all these middle class, upper middle class black people and the scorn they get from white people because they got this handout. But who fucking cares? Because people deserve this money. It's like the like. I don't know. There is a lot of narrative around it and like imagination around it, which is hopeful. And I don't think it'll ever happen. I think black people should sue the United States. Uh, Yeah, I definitely think so. I will say that this is also reminding me of the the Chappelle show when Dave Chappelle was like, what would happen if we all got our reparations? I don't know if anyone's ever seen that episode, but Mm -hmm. it was literal. like they were on the news and they were talking about black people buying out stocks of different things that we love. And then there was like, on, they were on the streets and this black woman, they're like, oh, ma'am, do you have anything to say about this? And she goes, yes. And she grabs the mic and she goes, hide your money, y'all. These poor white folks, this is around us. And it's like, everyone's like putting their money away. It was just really ridiculous and funny. Um, yeah, I got to check that out. But it's it's something that I definitely think that we deserve. We deserve so much from the country that we built, but honestly, that's a whole other podcast that I could go on and on and on about. But yes, there's a great podcast called The Big Payback um, with Eric Alexander about this. I I think what's interesting is like the U.S. legal system. We were talking about this and like a work thing is so hideous that it's expensive and time consuming and exhausting Mm -hmm. to carry a case. And then so reductive, like it all gets pushed back, diluted and yeah, so much time and money that it feels Mm -hmm. almost, and I hate to say this, like insurmountable to imagine undertaking this. And I think something people forget is like the Supreme Court argues the, the philosophical aspect of the Mm -hmm. law. Like they're not arguing if it's fair. Yeah. The spirit. By the slave owners who wrote it. Yeah. Period. Yeah. Um, Holding that. And so that, and then Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be like a true chaotic person if I didn't mention this. I think it's also interesting to talk about the division of black experience in the U S and those who are descendants of enslaved people. And that's Mm -hmm. really what we're talking about with reparations. And then it becomes a lot of in-group tension Um, Because not everyone is a descendant of enslaved people. So all that to say, Brent, Justice Bren, um, Mm -hmm. the case is not conclusive, but we'd love to hear what else you brought. We'd love to hear what else you brought. Totally. I just want to say, I I think all of those things are true. Big, complicated, we know this. And watching something like the Martha's Vineyard walking tour, Uh um, yeah, those moments of absolute simple clarity where you're like, what the fuck are we talking about? What (laughs) are you talking about? We did what to who? Give them money. Somebody gets locked up accidentally and then exonerated and they get millions of dollars, but you lock up a whole people for 400 years and there's nothing. I know. Get the fuck out of here. It's also terrifying to be locked up. Yeah, for like it's terrifying. You want a handout? You want a handout? What the fuck are you talking about? So sometimes it boils down to that simple. I I don't care what the law says. I don't care how complicated it is. Empty your pockets. Throw money in the street. It is outrageous (laughs) that we live in this time. There's an Atlanta episode about this too. Okay, continue. I'm sorry. Case number two. Yes, justices. Justice. A case for being single. For fucking ever. 
Wow, come Bet- on. Oh, better to be homeless. Bring it on. Better to be homeless in a car than to yes. live under the threat of yes. someone else being in fucking wow. charge of you. Better wow. to end up talking to yourself than to get drunk and scream about who is disrespectful. Now to we're you. talking my language. Wow. We need to wow. let women be. We need to pay them more fucking money so they can live on their own in this fucking Period. society. Women Slay. cannot be married. You do not have to be married. No one has to be married. Leave them alone and let them be single, especially Slay. if they like men the most. Fuck that. You don't need to be married to a man. Thank you for saying that. Um, wow. I need it to be person, done. Yes. Thank you. I'd like to weigh in on this. It's closed. Go ahead. <laughs> Justice, Justin Nelson, please. Yes. I have to weigh in on this as a resident single person here. I will not say resident. that there is, and I tell my friends this all the time, there is nothing better then waking up in the mornings, me and my cute little dog that is harassing me, check out our, our uh, Instagram to see his photo. And there is peace here. Mm. There's peace when I go mm. to bed. There's peace, peace when I wake up. There, mm. there aren't any lingering feelings going around in my home. There's okay. no one to argue with. No one's looking for me to, to, to make them a meal. Those leftovers in the fridge belong to me. And I love it. I love it. I absolutely so freaking love it. I love my life. I come and go as I please. All my money goes to me. Like it is a beautiful <sighs> existence. Mm. And I was on the phone with my brother the other day and he said, so you mean to tell me at this stage of the game, at this age, this could, this could be it for you. And yes. I said, uh, yes. Why like that. Damn. Because he's a Southern black man who doesn't understand why I find so much joy in being single. And it is joy. I feel Mm. so happy and I feel great in relationships too, but there's something, and I I think it needs to be said, especially for black women, especially for black women in their thirties and beyond to showcase that joy. You're not a spinster. You're not an Mm -hmm. incomplete being just because there's not another person around with a penis to validate you it's absolutely ridiculous it's so outdated especially when we think about the numbers right black women in this country are more educated making more money than their black men like the counterparts and to think and i even read something the other day that like when a black woman decides to marry a black man because of their us making more typically these days that it's bringing down the average income of the home. And mm. I mean, there's just so oh much. And that's a whole other, con- I feel like this is a very deep conversation, eee. but I said all of that to say this, there is nothing more beautiful and special than being good in your own skin mm-hmm. and understanding Period. that you are a full person. You are a complete person by yourself and that being alone does not equate to being lonely. No, it's also you're not Period. alone. Who is alone? You're not alone. You're alone and lonely are two different things. Absolutely. Yeah. No, yeah. you're not alone. You have a rich life with lots of friends. Yeah. And like we, you know, we have um, we talked about Fassi, our coworker earlier, and there's another person that works with us. It's always like, who would be the best person for Fassi? I'm like, Fassi, I don't, nobody. She seems fine. <laughs> yeah. Like we're always so hell bent on setting people up who are unpartnered, yeah. and it's like, what? What do you like? Yeah. No, I don't know a single person who is good enough for Fassi. Like literally, mm, and I would like, say the same thing about Jeff. Like I don't know any eligible men or humans that I would be like, oh yeah, I they don't. will really like 
take Jasmine's life to the next level. No. <laughs> right. When I meet one, I'll yeah. be sure to tell you because what a yeah, lovely time know. you could have together. But right. absolutely yeah. not. Single forever. Better to be homeless in a car by your damn yeah. self than with yeah. this man in this house. Woo! 100%. I will say like the most, and this is again a different podcast, the most emotional distress I've like one of the worst experiences I've ever had was starting to date. And I dated like later in life. It It's just a terrible experience. Like it's just really terrible for women. And just thinking about, yeah, it is really peaceful. There is so much peace as a single person. It's really men mm-hmm. that ruin that experience for you. This is also a different conversation. But the way, at least in my lived experience, the Bible was weaponized to justify mm-hmm. why I should be married at any cost mm-hmm. yeah. was hugely mm-hmm. damaging to mm-hmm. me. Um, and it's still mm-hmm. something that I unpack about. And, and seeing Silas and Jasmine, although they have not mentioned Christianity, there is they, such like a conservative undercurrent uh-huh. yeah, of yes. their marriage. Yes. It is like Gender deeply norms. traumatizing to watch of like, again, I, do we think that God meant that you were supposed to struggle for your man? And people really want women to believe that narrative. It's such a strong current that particularly black women should be miserable and married and not alone. Just to say that I have a husband. Just to say that you have a husband. Yeah, no, that's not it. That's not the move. It's not the move. A case, case closed. That was a great case. Great case. Case closed. Great work. Do we have other audit points? Are we doing our, I have, I think we should do our series villain and a series hero. Okay. Okay. I like that. Okay. Um, Want to go first? I'll go first because I've written them out because I <laughs> okay, think we okay, should do it. So work. I already planned for it. Great. Okay, good segue. Good. <laughs> Series hero of the entire Summer House Martha's Vineyard, Preston and only Preston. Wow. The okay. only person from beginning to end <laughs> that is consistent and kind and funny and stays out of it and um, has no bad looks that I can Wait, remember. pause. He did say cheers to black excellence in this episode. Yes. He was I drunk and playing around. He was drunk and playing around. It I was ride by that statement. It was appropriate in that moment because you'd be like, look at all these gorgeous black people dancing. That's an appropriate right. time to say Jasmine, it. Jasmine, you this came one, for our king. I just wanted I to mean, point that out. It was, just not, in case watches, like, it was not a, no, it was not a, <laughs> I appreciate you, black man. And I appreciate oh you. Please. God, please don't take me We've back come to the so dark far. Days. We've come so far. We've come so far. Please. The series villains. Okay, here we go. The Bravo editors. (laughs) I (laughs) surprise, surprise appearance. Let's go. Let's go. We were given hijinks. This whole, all of it, the whole thing. Okay, we were given hijinks. The timelines were weird. They withheld footage only to bring it back some other time. And I'm like, this isn't linear. If I had known that when it happened, this would be different. Yeah, yeah, would have thought differently. They and they were not good. Their tricks were good, but not good enough. I feel like it was a junior team. Doing sloppy edits. They had very we, we never brought this up. They had very apropos of nothing arrows that would point to people and like subtitles that would pop on for no reason. Yeah. You're like, ooh, this what? is juicy. And then you're like, why do I care that a mirror is in that closet? Like it doesn't matter. <laughs> right. Every time Jasmine and Silas fought. Yeah. Yes. Anytime they were they in the be dark, like, this we is got where captions? Simon is. And you're like, what like, do I, what? I don't care where Simon I don't care. is? Right, right. <laughs> no. So the editors contributed to the chaos i think yeah um they didn't i i would love to know how many black editors they had on that team um mm. and i i think we need we demand we need better if this comes back for a season two we need better editing um to, to craft this story give it what it deserves yeah okay. what do you think guys okay. 
Um, Who else? Jay, are you ready? Yeah, go ahead. You can go. Okay. My series hero, yeah, it has to be Preston. Just really was out of the mess, was the voice of reason, provided comedic relief. And I also will say Mariah, too. I think if Mariah was still here, the house would be much cleaner. And there would also be another voice of reason. Mm. So there's that. Okay. And then my villains are Amir, obvious. Silas, (laughs) you know the vibes. Alex, everything I've said before. Nick, um, Jasmine, and Jordan. Yeah, except Preston. Yeah, Bria. (laughs) Oh no, I refuse to give Bria that. (laughs) Even after this episode, Bria's neutral. Nope. When you're a fan, you need to stand ten. I I struggled with her this episode. I got it, but she's a Gemini. But she's a Gemini. She is a queen. Love that red dress. Mm. I don't know about that. I do pushing it, Kila. I really. I can like see past. This is a whole theory I have, but everyone has annoyances and like mm-hmm. you have different annoyances. You can tolerate different things that are chaotic yeah, than other people. That's true. And that's I true. can tolerate Gemini chaos. Just like an Aries is a Libra sister sign. For the most part, I can tear. Like, I feel like everywhere I go, I meet Aries people because we just know, like we just connect even when it's chaotic. Gemini that's people, I just feel that way. I'm like drawn to the I chaos. I can handle them. And I have a lot of, I have a lot of Gemini friends. I feel that way about Aquarius people. I really struggle to understand Aquarius people. Oh, I love love them. But I'm also Aquarius rising too. I'm always like, I don't understand what's happening. Or Pisces. Pisces make me nervous. I'm like, I don't don't know what to do. Jasmine. Oh, okay. Um, Next. Me hopping here. said enough with the moon. Um, We need one episode where we just break it all down. Um, Who is my hero obviously Preston I mean the most consistent person in the house you gotta love him saw him on watch what happens live loved him on there just love 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 we Um, should email him a certificate Mm -hmm. oh we (laughs) should most valuable player consistent MVP deserves it um and then also my villain oh wait hold on I just want to go back to my hero I for the past couple of weeks I haven't put Milo on the list but honorable yeah, what's going for on? Milo because he's just so cute. And the way he was barking for his mother, I just thought he was adorable. All right. And then for my villain, ugh, number one enemy, Silas all day. Okay. Um, Jasmine as well. Okay. <laughs> Jasmine Not as well. your namesake. And oh, I know. Isn't that crazy? And also well. Jordan. I'm not a fan. Wow. That's not it? Not a fan. Um, yeah, I mean, Amir obviously wow. got Mariah out of the house, but I feel like after my initial anger, I was fine mm. with Amir. But Jordan mm. continued to get on my nerves. Silas every week was just so polarizing and annoying. Jasmine, same thing. And so those are the three that I consistently throughout the season was like, oh, every time I saw them on screen, like an audible, oh, every single time. <laughs> So, yeah, those are definitely my villains. Okay. All yeah. right. The we team has spoken. I will oh, say, everyone, thank you for listening to this yeah. um, episode and all of the episodes. This has been so fun. I know Bren couldn't wait to get out of the house, so to speak, as well. Nick signed her name and <laughs> get out of there as well. Hi. <laughs> mm-hmm. I had but, so much um, fun. I feel like we have more and more fun every season. And I just want to thank you I all for, for reading along I'm, with us. Yeah, I'm so glad we didn't do the housewives. 
are having a boring season yeah, over there. Yeah, because it's kind of a sleepy se- I'm still watching, but it is kind of a sleepy I am, but se- it's which a Which I'm okay with. I'm okay with. I'm okay. Mm. We're I in a dark era. Yeah, yeah, I would have. This was perfect. I miss them. It makes me want to do, and I say this, and please do not hold me to buy this. It makes me want to do like a summer house rental. I'd be miserable like two hours in, but uh, <laughs> I'd be I'd be do do as as I'd have to be in the pool house. Absolutely not. I would no. have to be in the pool house. Yeah, that's the only way it work, would work for yeah, me. That's, that's a hotel. Then we're all just staying in a hotel oh, together. Yeah, our own room. That sounds even better. That sounds even better. Yeah, individual rooms, double Actually, the doors, and see yeah. like dinners only. Yeah. My own okay. balcony I'm sounds great. Let's just yeah. take yeah. over a hotel and I'll live there. I'm for it. Guys, if you're listening, Woo. this is also our season finale as well. We're going to go on a little hiatus for the next couple of weeks and live life. You can always check out all of the episodes if you're just dialing in to listen to these. Um, there's a whole season previous that you can listen to if you haven't. And then check us out on Instagram as well and follow us at the Pop Culture Audit. What did y'all think about that last post with Bren? I thought that was really good, didn't you? Where she was talking about yes. uh, letting go. Uh. Yes, yes. I mean, obviously, I thought, I thought <laughs> I it was great. Back, I thought it was, was like, brilliant. Yeah, yeah, it was art. Well, was art great. imitates was, life. Well, I'm going to yeah. send you two. I want to send you the video. I want I want the readers to see. We didn't get a chance Captain to talk Lee. about my birthday. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, tell the readers. Tell the readers. Tell the readers. Happy belated. Yes. Jasmine and Keela went in with another coworker and got me a cameo from a <laughs> – reality tv <laughs> icon and we have the video we have the cameo we have the video of me watching it you have to figure out what you want to post um okay. but we don't yeah there's, it'll speak for itself so we'll we tell the readers that about the length no? of the cameo oh, okay i will say this so so the cameo starts <laughs> it's captain lee from below deck my favorite program and I'm like very embarrassed, very stressed out. I, for some reason, I feel like he can see me, so I don't like that part. I don't. I'm very stressed by the whole thing. What? And listen, because he's right there. I feel like he can see me. Okay. Um. And then, yeah, as you'll come to find out, it it is a nine minutes cameo nine. from this man. Nine. Emphasis on nine. Nine minutes. That's minutes. The money's worth. Nine. Minutes. It is a conversation with Captain Lee. It is a short film. It is a short film. White paper. Nominated stuff. It is a case for Captain Lee by Captain Lee. So, yeah, we'll have to post. I don't even know if Instagram will let you post the whole goddamn thing. So, I don't even think so. It'll be its own episode of this podcast. (laughs) Speaking of which, we got to go. We are running. We 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 are testing their patience. Have a good summer, readers. Thank you for listening. Tune in in a couple of weeks when we're back. We'll be back. We'll be back. back. Um, But thank you for listening. Check us out at the Pop Culture Audit on Instagram. And until next time, bye. Oh, don't forget to rate and review us as well. Bye. Oh, yes. Bye.